This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect from MPB Think Radio. We are helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASE Certified Master Technician. I'm Liz Gill. Hello, Coach Charlie. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Are you getting ready for a Memorial Day three-day weekend? I am headed to Texas tomorrow for a graduation. Ooh, all right. That's that's good. Uh, we are headed to Arkansas to uh, visit the grandma and I don't know it seems like we're always hauling stuff places so we're hauling some bed frames and some other stuff which I can do in my Dodge Grand Caravan, Caravan. with the lay flat seats that's it but also next week hurricane season starts and you know whether it's cold or tornadoes have been there are lots of different reasons a, a person might need a generator and since those are engines we're kind of getting out of our lane but we're going to talk about getting those generators ready or some of the trouble you might run into with a generator or Maybe how to pick one if you think you might be needing one. So, so start us off, Coach. How many? How many? types of generators are there if you start talking about types of generators uh, do we want to use natural gas do we want to use propane do we want to use gasoline or do we even want to use solar so there's several different types of generators that you can have for your house according to what you want to operate now, uh, we can go from 1.5 kW, that's a thousand, uh, if you go kW means kilowatts, okay, so you can go about 1.5 kW all the way up to really a house at about 24 kW. Okay, and that's a lot of, that's a whole house generator or just portable generators. It's just according to what you want. So, do some people have their generators uh, inserted, connected to the house, or are they usually just kind of outside and you run an extension cord? I guess that's a different, you know, different levels. Right. It's just according to what type, once again, what type of generator you want. That is called a standby generator. And what happens when the power goes out a few seconds later, that generator comes on. And those are those up to like 17 kW to 24 kW for your house. All right. And uh, and I guess the cost of generators, you can, you can, they run the gamut. So more KWs, higher it cost. Right. You know, and they do now have a battery uh, type generator that you can put on your house that will hold batteries and store electricity for later use as well for your house. But they have to be recharged. But they got like five or 10 year warranties on them. But once again, you can go from a $600 cost up to $20,000 cost. Whoa. All right. All right. So if folks have generators, you know, maybe maybe people do because either creature comforts or life support systems, you know, for whatever reason you need power when you don't have power. Let's stop, start with the general maintenance. What what do they need? What need what needs to be done every year? Let's talk about the maintenance on generators. If you think about maintenance on generators, it's just like a lot more. 
they have gasoline. Gasoline and diesel are going to be have different type of maintenance with it because what happens, gasoline gets stale. And a lot of times you leave it in the generator and you don't go out there and crank it up. Next thing you know, you need a carburetor. So what you want to do on the generator, you want to make sure you go out there and crank that generator up every now and then, you know, once a month like that. Especially if you're not going to, if there's no stormy weather around, just crank it up, let it run for a few minutes, let it get warm, let the oil circulate through there. Make sure that the air cleaner, uh, air filter is clean, okay? And you just want to make sure that fuel is clean, make sure that oil is clean. And like I say, you're not going to run it very long, even if you have a storm, even if you run it seven days, you're not going to, that's maybe once a year, but you want to make sure that you crank it up, let it run. And now if you have electric start generators, you want to make sure that battery is charged up because a lot, a lot of times you're not running it, battery dies, you're out there trying to pull on it, it's not going to crank. So you want to make sure that you uh, uh, make sure the battery's charged up, make sure that the uh, oil is uh, full because a lot of these generators have safety cutoffs on them. And what happens if the oil gets low? generator does not come on it will not run so you want to do things like that change that fuel if you haven't ran it for a while go ahead and change the fuel what i like to do i got um, two portable generators and what i do i'd crank them up and then i would cut the fuel off and let it die let it run until it dies because that way all the fuel is coming out of the carburetor they were talking quite a bit about fuel on May 24th of 2022, the Fix It 101 show, which airs on MPB Think Radio 9 a.m. Wednesdays, but it's also a podcast. They had a small engine repair mechanic on, and he was talking about even if you just get a few drops of water in your fuel, that can, for a small engine, that can really mess up your gasoline. Well, and sure. being extra careful to not let it get stale and to take care of it. Well, a lot of these generators have uh, steel tanks on them, and water gets in, they get rust, and the rust goes in the carburetor, now it doesn't run. So you want to be very careful. If anything, I'd leave that make sure the generator's covered up when you're not using it. You know, that would help you. We're talking about generators today on our car show, AutoCorrect, but we'll also answer your car questions. Coach Charlie is our expert. I think he just knows just about anything. He could do the gardening show. He, I don't know if he could do the law show. Maybe he could. I think he can do just about anything. He can also answer your questions from our email address, auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Liberty and speak with Eric. He's called in. Eric, what's your comment or question for Coach this morning? Uh, thank you, ma'am. Uh, my question is, are fuel tabs safe to you to use in the vehicle? Fuel tabs. What's a fuel tab, Coach? Well, well, well. Fuel, fuel tabs uh, is just like uh, liquid uh, uh, stuff that you buy to uh, increase your fuel mileage and stuff. And supposedly, I heard about them about twenty-five years ago. You could take a fuel tab and put it in your vehicle, and they're good for about twenty gallons of fuel. And supposedly it increases your mileage. And it was a guy telling me, he said that he used to get like uh, 350 miles uh, on a tank of, of gas. And uh, I think he got a Honda 2017 Honda Civic. And he said now he's getting about 520 miles uh, to a tank and stuff. And so I wanted to know, number one, 
is it safe to put a fuel tab? You know, when you, when you fill your tank up. So what you're doing once again, you're putting some type of some type of additive in the fuel itself. Okay, if it's boosting the octane, if it's boosting the uh, oxidization or anything in that fuel, you know the fuel. According to just think about the engine, it's according to how the fuel is regulated and how much um, compression that engine has, and what the computer says it's going to take is how much uh, fuel economy you're going to get. And that was one of the reasons we went to uh, fuel injection is so we could meter the fuel. So as we could meter the fuel and change the fuel and air ratio, that's how you're going to get better fuel economy. I don't know about, you know, fuel additives. People do do that. But, you know, it's just according how that engine's running, according to how much uh, fuel mileage is going to get. So sticking a fuel tab in it, um I wouldn't I wouldn't think so because just think about it if you stuck a fuel tab in there do you really think the petroleum company manufacturers really want you to stick something in there that's going to get better gas mileage so they can't sell you the gas think about that we had a carburetor they they invented a carburetor many years ago that was getting like 125 miles a gallon for a carburetor and guess what that carburetor's gone because of the manufacturers. So do, uh, do you think it presents any harm, though? It's just according what that uh, fuel tab has in it. You know, is it going to make the injector stick? Is it going to do something to the fuel uh, and change the way the computer? Because the computer reads all the oxygen coming out of that vehicle, and that's how it changes the fuel ratio according to the oxygen. So it's according what that fuel, how it's running with that fuel tab you put in there. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. We'll have to do another show to talk about, you know, I, I like that the FDA regulates my food. I, I'd be interested to find out in another show what's regulated on all these variety that you can dump in your vehicle. All right. If you've got a question, send us your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. We're going to be talking about generators today. Don't forget, hurricane season starts soon, but then in the winter, there's ice storms. So whatever you need a hurricane for, but also we'll take your vehicle repair questions. Is your car under recall? You can find out next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. 
When you look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB-4-CAR. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. are listening to autocorrect with coach charlie melton i'm liz gill but if you want even more autocorrect we hope you'll find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device you can also listen to autocorrect on mpb think radio thursdays at 10 a.m with a replay saturdays at 11 so here's some recent recalls various hyundais are being recalled for exploding seat belt partitioners uh, X, uh, Hyundai Ascents, Elantras, and Elantra Hybrids. Luckily, that's not mine. 2016 Ford Super Duty trucks are being recalled for airbags. I think this is their second Super Duty recall uh, in the last couple of weeks. And the 2021 Ford Expedition and Lincoln Navigators are being recalled for a fire risk. So if you own any of those, find out if uh, that affects you. And you can do that by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov recall, and just put in that VIN, or you can find their Safer Car app. We're talking about generators on a car show. Yeah, well, because they're engines, and Coach knows all about generators. So, But we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Hey, I'm sorry to interrupt real quickly. Yeah. What could be in a seatbelt that would make it explode? Well, <laughs> it's like all of them, there are airbag, airbags all the way around now. Everything has airbags in it. And oh, okay. So that's considered part of what the seatbelt is. Right. Okay, well, that makes a whole lot of sense. Part then. of the safety feature. But I'm thinking yeah, I'm about thinking like a strap. Or yeah, something. Yeah. old yeah. school strap and click mechanism. Like, how would that explode? Yeah, what, it's what's air, inside there? It's, it's an airbag. <laughs> Yikes. We do have an email. This is from Kevin. Kevin has a dual fuel generator, propane and gasoline. And he has no intention of ever using gasoline in it since he doesn't want to worry about the carburetor getting gunked up with old gasoline. Is that okay? Or will the interior seals get dry? What do you say, Coach? Well, if you're going to run propane through it, uh, the seals are made for gasoline and propane, so they're not going to dry out if you you're, if you are using propane. But the only problem is that if you put gasoline in there, if it has a tank on it and it's metal, it's going to get rust in there, and that would be the main thing. I, that would be my main concern. The seals wouldn't be a concern because that uh, carburetion system is made for propane and gas. Okay, good to know, Kevin. When uh, after the show, I will email Kevin to say I hope you heard your question answered, and I'll also let him know the minute and time on the show on the podcast where he can listen if he was a little too busy to yes. listen to us today. Let's go to Picayune and see what David has to say. David, we're glad you've called into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? My comment and question on the generators, a lot of them that you can purchase have the option to run off of natural gas. And I know that the combustion and the oil stays cleaner if you can run off that on a combustion engine. So that's one thing to consider. Plus, 
if you can tap into the home supply of natural gas, you don't have to worry about refueling and the hazards of putting gasoline on a hot generator if you're running it off the natural gas because you can run it continuously on most of those units. Yeah, those are the types of generators. Like I say, those are usually the home-type generators that you have, uh, the standby generator at the house. Um, propane, natural gas, those are the ones that are going to run clean. Uh, but like I say, if you had a 500-gallon propane, you know, when the propane's out, you're out. But if you had natural gas like you're talking about at the house, it's going to run continuously. And you can run these generators continuously because they're made for that. That is exactly right. So it's good, you know, it's according to where you live because, like, at my house, mine's all electric. I do not have uh, natural gas. So if I was going to put in one, I'd have to put propane. And the you got to understand when generators, you got to have them pretty close to the house so they'll hook up to the meter. You know, so that's another thing. When you get that transfer switch, you should be pretty close to the uh, the house to the meter. Right, and and you were saying most of those are house uh, installed permanent generators, but there are portable ones to get in a lot of the big box stores that have the dual fuel and tri fuel ability, propane, gasoline, natural gas. So you know, if you got that portable ability, you know, you keep it far enough away from your windows, so you don't have a hazard of carbon monoxide and everything. Right, you want to be careful. And let, so if you had a window open, you know, if we do have a storm and you had your windows open so it wouldn't uh, get the carbon dioxide back in the house, yeah. So you want to make sure on those generators, no matter what they are, and you want to make sure that whatever area you have them in, make sure they're clean, the area is clean, so you don't uh, have a fire hazard or anything like that. So you, uh, there's a lot of safety things. And now I would not suggest that you would hook up a any generator straight to the meter base. You want to make sure that that you have some type of transfer switch where it will transfer straight from the generator power to the house power. Make sure you don't do it direct. I do have a visual question for you. Go ahead, David. We're always glad to take automotive questions. Um, I've got a, a inside front tires wear a little bit faster than the rest of the tire. And I was told at the shop that I had you no know, bad uh, um, what do they call that the, the, the ball joint at the bottom of the A-frame the bottom of the A-arm yeah you have an upper and ball, upper and lower ball joint according to what type of engine I mean vehicle yes sir yes and it does have both but I, I know that in the past I've, I've expected that if you lift the wheel off and I did this on my own I lift the wheel up off the ground and I tried to see if there was any play You know, uh, is it feathering? Is the tire feathering on the inside, or is it just like, um, you know, when I say feather, that means that it's uneven wear? You know, um, on those, what I would have that, I would check the tie rod ends on the end of that rack, because most likely it has a rack and pinion, but I would check the tie rod ends and those ball joints themselves, because most likely it's going to be either... You could even have a tire that is bad, but most likely it's going to be out of alignment, most likely. Yeah, it's, it's on both front tires. It's worse on the passenger side, but it is even where it's not anything from a you know strut or anything like that. It, it seems to be one other front end part that's 
like that. Well, you know, if it's on both sides, you know, you know, both ball joints are not going to go bad at the same time. Um, uh, you know, but, but from my experience, you know, you replace them all at the same time, but they don't really go bad at the same time because, you know, what I would do is I would have that front end checked, those tie rod ends, uh, and you can physically do that yourself when you have it up in the air. Just go in there and turn that tie rod with your hand on the bar and see if you have any up and down wear or side to side movement on it from underneath the vehicle. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thanks, David. We're glad you've called in. Let's go to Saltillo and talk with Ron. Ron, we're glad you've called in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Well, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I replaced a ton of carburetors on outdoor power equipment that I owned, um, especially two-cycle before I found out that if you use conventional gasoline, uh, no alcohol gas, um, it tends to work a heck of a lot better. Uh, I, now, I had switched a lot of my outdoor equipment, battery-operated, but my lawnmowers, my um, rototiller, um, my generator, and that type thing, I used no alcohol gas. Um, but I would like coaches to comment. I have had, I've heard two different things. One keep your gas tank full because that way the water in the air won't condense and drip down in the tank and the other says well no don't keep a full tank because you're going to have a full tank of stale gas and you know both of them kind of make sense right uh, they do, but you're still going to have condensation regardless. Have you ever taken a cap off and you, even your oil, think about your oil. You take the cap off and the oil is white because you have condensation. So condensation is going to get in there regardless, no matter what you do, if you had a full tank or a half tank. You know, and like I say, I, I like your comment about the uh, non-ethanol fuel. Uh, they do run better. And what I would do, if you're going to have a generator setting up for a while and you crank it up i'd go ahead and get me some um, gasoline stabilizer and put in there and that will stabilize that gas i i use stable and i do have a note for them liz um somebody evidently says something about how she pronounced hyundai and um <laughs> I, I don't think i'm that ron but maybe maybe i was that ron but anyway liz th thank you for uh, taking that in fun way i meant it oh always always happy to thanks for calling in thank you love you guys thank you let's go to paul in bolton paul we're glad you've called in to autocorrect today what's your comment or question for coach yeah, Coach, um, back in January, I drove to and from uh, the West Coast in my 2010 Tundra. No problems. Got back, had the oil changed, the car serviced, and the tires rotated. And ever since, I've had a vibration, and uh, not really a vibration, it's more like a hum, uh, between 45 and 50. And, again, it picks up between 65 and 70. It's... Um, just a low hum. I took it back. I had the tires rotated again and checked. I had the front end of the line hum didn't change at all. And uh, it doesn't sound like a uh, U-joint or a ball joint or U-joint, I'm sorry. And it doesn't sound like a bearing in a wheel. It's just a low hum. Any idea what that could be? 
Well, you know, on the bearing that you said, a lot of times with a bearing, it will start out as a small hum, and then it will get, you know, I always think it as an airplane taking off. You know, that engine gets louder and louder as you go. That's what I think about when you have a small hum and it gets louder as you go on the front end. Now, you said it didn't do it until you changed the tires. Yeah, rotated. Until you rotated the tires. So what I would do on that, if you rotated the tires, do you know which side of the car it's coming off, off which side of the vehicle it's on? No, I really can't tell. Yeah, on that, I think I would look at the bearing myself, oh, because that's what it sounds like, because if they check the tires, they balance the tires, they and you rotated the tires, and they said that's yeah. wrong. The only other thing that I would look at, you know, maybe a uh, tire, uh, the belt maybe moving a little bit. You might want to just make sure that check the sidewall on that tire, you know, yeah. just to see if, that, if it's wobbling a little bit, because you will have that every now and then. Okay. What well, everybody seems to think it's the tires, and um, the 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 joint is that it diminishes. I mean, it just comes in at that very narrow range of speed, and then it does it goes away and doesn't come back again until I get to higher speed. But you don't feel a vibration. You just feel a hum. Hear a hum. Um, yeah, I've had U joints go out before, and you get a pretty good vibration. And I don't have that with this. And if it, like I say, if it's just because when you rotated tires, I'd look at those tires just a little bit more just to make sure. Yeah. Then I would check that bearing on those front end because Toyota okay. is, is bad about bearings going out. All right. Thanks, buddy. Yes, sir. Our email address where you can send your questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We've been talking about generators today, and we will continue to talk about it between your car repair questions, truck repair questions, too. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Hey, this is Malcolm White. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Every week we talk with visual artists, musicians, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcast app. for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, retired from Clinton's High School's Automotive Technology Program, is our expert host. I'm Liz Gill, and we do hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app, so you can listen to our show anywhere in the world on the app, either live or on the podcasts. You can also click a support button to contribute to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You can listen to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Okay, in the news, this is a outsmart the thieves uh, 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 news story. Uh, a gal with a Land Rover, she retrieved her stolen car after finding it with a neat trick. 
she was ca she called the police and then she called her insurance company to let them know her car was stolen. And while she was on the call with the insurance agent, she remembered that she had gotten the policy that allowed her to only pay for the miles and because it had a GPS tracking device. I think uh, one of my kids has that so that they can get, um, you know, like a good driver discount because they, right, yes. they monitor your driving. So she tracked down the vehicle, and then she called the police again, and they met her there so that she could retrieve it with them uh, there with her. Well, a lot of times now, Liz, a lot of people now with OnStar and all these different apps they have for the manufacturers, they can find those vehicles. Yeah. You know, there was one stolen in Jackson, and... It was gone. It was a van, and they found it in uh, Brookhaven. All they did was push OnStar GPS, found it just that quick. And I don't know if the thieves know that or what, but that's one of those things. Some of these, I'm not even going to, I could go down the rabbit hole on how stupid I think thieves are. And anyway, we're not going to get into all of that. We are talking about generators today. Email us your questions, Auto at mpbonline.org. But if you want an on-the-air, lickety-split-quick question answered, give us a call, 1-877-MPB-RING. All right, let's go to Rusty in Gulfport. Rusty, we're glad you've called in today. Uh, where are? What's your question or comment for the show? I've got up. Two questions, actually. One on the generator, uh, Coach. What do you think about the adapter kits taking a gasoline generator to natural gas? Well, once again, uh, since they do make those dual type of uh, systems, uh, that can be done, you know, and it will work, you know, as long as you have uh, a steady flow of pressure, you know, that natural gas is going to work. You know, with those adapters, you know, uh, adapting a lot of these different generators to run off different fuels, and we, we got that going on now good. Okay. And second question, I got a 2010 Avalanche. Uh, it's hard to put gas in it. It's very, very slow. I actually have to siphon it out on a really small line. I have changed the charcoal filter. I've changed the purge regulator uh, valve. The one under the tank or underneath the car, and I've changed the one under the hood. I've blown my lines out. I, I cannot put gas in this thing. Okay, so oh. the, re the reason you can't put gas in it, because once again, the fuel is pushing out the air, and if the air can't come out. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you take the tank down from the uh, vehicle? No, I haven't yet. Okay. If you take the tank down, right on top of the tank, there is a valve that you can take out, and it's probably stopped up because I'm sure that uh, canister that has those little beads in there have got it stopped up somewhere. Yeah, well, I blew one out, and I did get one of those little beads out of it. So there's another one on top of the tank itself. Uh, yes, sir. And those are, you know, and those lines are on top of the tank as well. You know, so you uh, usually, if those lines get stopped up, there's one that goes straight to the vent. And if that line stopped up, air will, fuel will not go in it. Okay. All right. That's my next step. Okay. okay. Thank well, you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Y'all do a great job. Thank you. Thank you, Rusty. We're glad you've called in. You know, with with generators real quick, um, we've talked a little bit about the fuel. Tell me about the importance of oil. 
Well, oils, like I say, they're, the engines are all specified by the manufacturers. If it takes 5W30, 5W20, they're all specified by the manufacturer. That's what I'd put in it. Whatever the manufacturer says, that's the oil you want to put in it. Now, you don't have to change the oil as often as a car because you're not going to use it as much as a car. But the, I think it's about every 50 hours that you need to change that oil. Does it have a counter or something that lets you know how many, how long it's gone, or do you like have to keep a notepad? It has a counter on it. Uh, most generators have a counter, and it's in hours. That's so interesting. I didn't know that. Let's go to Beaumont and see what Sue has to say. Sue, we're so glad you've called into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Thank you for taking my call in the up. Uh, I, I want to ask you a question. I have a 2013 Toyota Yaris. I love that car, but I've never put anything in it except the. Uh, ethanol free gasoline and every time i go to the gas pump somebody will make a comment don't use that it'll, it'll gum up your engine and but i've never put anything in it but ethanol free am i doing something wrong well i think a lot of people have a misconception the only way any type of fuel is going to gum up your engine if there's something wrong mechanically because first of all is that um the fuel is put into the cylinder and it's burnt and it's blew out the valves, out the exhaust. That's really how it works. So uh, by putting uh, ethanol free, you're not going to have no problem at all. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for calling in, Sue. Let's go to Vidalia and see what's up with Willie. Willie, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Yes, ma'am. What, uh, I got a 2014 Ford Escape. And I'm having a problem with my air conditioning. What it is, when I cut the air conditioning on, it blew out hot air. I had someone, that, I had the guy, I took it to the shop, the guy put the stop leak, whatever it is, for the find out they have a leak in it. He put it in there, he didn't find no leak. But he put the Freon in it. It lasts about a day Why I didn't bother. I let it, left it running all the time. Now I cut it on, and it blow out hot air when I cut it on the air conditioning. But I cut it off. And leave it on natural fan, it'd be more cooler with the natural fan. Yeah, if he put Freon in it and it only lasted for a day, you have a leak. It could be at the evaporator inside of the vehicle. It could be at the condenser on the outside of the vehicle. It could be leaking at the compressor itself when you cut the vehicle on. Now, that's another thing. If the vehicle is not running, it's not going to leak out of the compressor. So once you crank it up and you cut the air conditioner on and it starts circulating through that system, it may leak out of the compressor. So there's several places that you need to go somewhere and have them put dye in the air conditioner system and use a black light, and then he can find the leak. Oh, good, okay. All right, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Willie, we want you to have that air conditioning coming up soon because it's, sure. it's getting bad. Let's do this uh, email real quick, uh, Coach. Uh, this is uh, from Madison and Jackson. Hello. Does the type of gas matter? I just recently got a new vehicle, a 2020 Nissan Rogue. Should I use mid-grade gas, 89, or is it a matter of preference which kind I use? Well, if you most time if you open up the gas uh, cap on it or right there at the, whether you open the gas door, it'll say what type of fuel to use. You want to use what the manufacturer tells you to use, no matter what it is. If it's uh, mid grade or if it's uh, regular, just use whatever the manufacturer says because you want to make sure that your warranty is not voided on, especially new vehicles. But as you get into older vehicles, you know after the warranties expire, I think you can use whatever you want. But you know, we'll make sure that the warranty is in, not voided. 
All right. So that or we'll we'll let that email folk know that we uh, answered that call. Let's go to Soso and talk with Donis. Thanks for calling into AutoCorrect today, Donis. What's your comment or question? Hello. Hey there. We're Donis. glad you've called in to talk with Coach on AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question? Well, I'm just going to ask you the question. I'll be 82 years old in July, so I ain't very smart. So I need to ask Coach this question. Uh, I have a 2018 Toyota Camper. And then that's the switch that operates all of the windows, operates every window except the one sitting behind the driver. But if you go to the seat, the, 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 the switch works the window just fine. And I went over to the Toyota dealer and bought a master switch, thinking that would solve the problem. And I put it in, and I still have the same problem. Uh, I can't figure out why this uh, master switch don't operate the, the, the rear seat behind the drive. Okay, so, but the switch on the rear works. The door, the yes, window comes up and down, and the master switch yes, does, does not operate it. Okay. That's correct. What I would do on that, that is one of these things that you have a control module. There is a control module that operates the, it's called the body control module. And if that body control module is not getting the signal from the master switch to open it, that could be your problem. Yeah. Okay. So I've tried everything Thank you. Donis, I want you to hang on. We're going to get Java to give you a, find out your address and send you a, a T-shirt. We need to. We got such a loyal MPB listener, so let's put uh, Donis on hold and yeah, get get that man an MPB T-shirt. We're talking about generators, uh, not necessarily in your car, but we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. You can send us your email questions to our address, auto, at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. This week we're testing the 2022 Chevy Silverado Trail Boss. This is the Chevy Silverado that's fortified for off-roading with a two-inch lift and off-road tires. It's a very neat truck. But this one has two features we haven't seen before, and that's why I brought it back. So the first is underneath the hood. This one has a three-liter turbo diesel engine. 
And unlike the big heavy duty trucks that are all about pulling, this one's more about fuel efficiency. It gets 20 miles per gallon in the city, 23 on the highway, which is pretty good for a big truck like this. And that turbo diesel is very smooth whether you're just cruising or accelerating onto the freeway. The other feature we want to show you is inside. A Chevrolet has had a lot of criticism for its outdated interiors and outdated dash, especially with Ram and Ford having big, big white screens. They finally got one. So we have a 13.4 inch screen, very easy to use, connects to the wireless Apple CarPlay, wireless Android Auto, we've got wireless phone charging, a Wi-Fi hotspot, very nice. Combine that with the flat screen instrument cluster, and you really have the feel of almost like a Corvette inside. Very nice, works out really well. This also has Bose Audio and all the crash avoidance systems you're going to want. So let's talk about price. Well, the diesel engine alone is $2,590. The trail bus starts about $52,000. This one fully equipped, $62,750. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center and host of Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking. Join us as we explore issues that relate to you and your family, from mental health obstacles and family interactions to handling life disruptions. Whatever the issue, let's try to figure it out together. You can listen live Tuesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. This is AutoCorrect. If you have missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. I'm Liz Gill, but our expert is Coach Charlie Milton, ASC Certified Master Technician. Time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. You want to get rid of that musty smell and those odors in that car? Change that cabin filter, and it'll be have some good smelling air. I, I, I need to do that. I need to do that. Hey, I uh, chimed in earlier a bit was uh, Jay White, my MPB colleague, and new... Uh, he, he got a promotion <laughs> in autocorrect. He's usually our call screener, and he's going to start being the, the engineer for our show. Yep. But everybody's got auto troubles. You know? Absolutely. They're all weird. And I'm, I know we got two calls, so I'm going to jump in real fast. I've had to change one headlight. This is going to be the third time in a year. And, like, what would cause something like that? Now, by changing the headlights, first thing, anytime you put a bulb in, make sure you don't touch the glass with your fingers yeah. because it calls hot spots and it'll make it go out quicker. Yeah. But on that particular, if you had to change it three times, I would look at the connector itself because usually those connectors get a little burn on the inside and they will short out that light bulb. Okay. Let's go to Oxford and talk with Bill. Bill, we're glad you've called into AutoCorrect. What's your question or comment for Coach? Well, first of all, love your show. Listen all the time. I really appreciate the common sense advice. Got a 2006 Land Rover LR3, so it's all-wheel drive, and it's developed a whine. Sounds like it's coming from the engine compartment that goes gets higher, louder as the vehicle speed increases, not with engine speed. And my question really is, I've never had the transmission serviced. It's got 170,000 miles on it. Uh, I've had the uh, crossover, the transfer case 
fluid changed at about 100,000 miles, but I've never had any service done on the automatic transmission. Well, I was thinking about that. You said that the vehicle, not the engine speed, but as the vehicle starts going faster, the whining gets louder, right? You yes, know, and it starts about 30 miles an hour, and by the time you get to 60 or 70, it's pretty noticeable. I would check those front bearings on there is what I would do because that's usually your, your problem. A transmission does okay. not usually whine at all. You know, okay. uh, either a transmission is going to shift or not shift. Um, that's usually your problems you have with the transmission, not usually whining. Uh, but right. as that as that speed increases and that wheel goes faster, it sounds like an airplane taking off, and that's your whine most likely. So I would check those bearings. Okay, I've replaced them both uh, at about 100,000 miles, so it may be time again. Yeah, I would check them because that's usually what's wrong with them. Great. Thanks for the advice, Coach. Yes, sir. Thank you, Bill. Let's go to Biloxi and talk with Larry. Larry, we're glad you called in to talk with Coach on AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question? Hey, good morning. Um, I bought a 2016 truck uh, off the showroom brand new uh, years ago, and um, uh, I just have under 60,000 miles on right now. And about 10,000 miles ago, I put a set of uh, Michelin um, Defender uh, uh, tires on it, 20-inch tires. And periodically, well, almost every turn, it feels like kind of like the wheel, like the tires dragging across the asphalt. It's it's uh, it's a very weird sensation. And they've never been able to get these tires balanced. Is there recall on these Michelins or uh, what you need to do on there and I can tell what you're talking about these tires where it feels like they're dragging sometime what I would do yes. you know did it can't did it come with 20 inch yes sir okay if it came with 20 inch those are size tires but you want to uh, a defender tire it uh, it's pretty has a lot of tread on it and so right. what I would do is go to the Michelin website and see what they say about the recall on those tires. There may be a recall on them because sometimes they are. And now what I would do is rotate those tires. and I see, do. So you have rotated them and it still happens. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, they, matter of fact, when they ordered them brand new, they couldn't balance the back end, and they had to order two more uh, uh, tires to and 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 they've still never been able to balance the back end of uh, uh, you know the, the tires. Yeah, those so may, I, they just may be some bad tires because, like, say, if the belt on the top of them have shifted or anything, you'll never balance those tires. So, yeah. is there is there is there a particular code that I'm looking for on these tires to see if if that the ones that are recalled? Well, on the sidewall, you'll have a group of numbers where it has the size and it'll have a DLT number. There'll be a whole group of numbers on there. And when you go to the website, they will show you all those numbers and tell you what to look for. Gotcha. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So welcome. We have just a little over a minute left, uh, Coach, and we did get an email when you periodically test your generator, you should put a load on it. Plug a fan or a lamp or something. Brushes will foul up as well. What do you have to say about uh, when you periodically test your generator? Well, when you have the generators that are standby generators at the house, uh, they do come on, but they do not put a load on them uh, because you got to understand when you're putting a load on them, uh, especially a standby generator, 
you're putting a load on the power coming in. You're cutting it off and cutting it on, and they don't want that. But, you know, I've done that before just to make sure that it runs fine. That way you're just making sure that it's putting out the electricity, if, especially if they're portable trans, uh, generators. You know, I wouldn't really worry about the standby that you paid $17,000 for at the house. It's going to uh, test itself periodically anyway. And the only thing I know about generators is that if you have one, don't put it in the garage. No, don't crank it up in the garage because, once again, carbon dioxide. Uh, we talked about filters a while ago. You want to make sure that you change the air filters on these uh, generators because, once again, it's just like a lawnmower out there. You have it out in the open. It sucks in all the dirt and all the debris. And you want to make sure it has clean air, once again, so it'll run efficient. Do they also have fuel filters? They have fuel filters. If it's a uh, diesel, it'll have a spin-on filter. Uh, if it has, a, if it's a gasoline, it'll just have a little uh, inline filter. So you want to make sure. But like I say, once again, you're not using them that often, but you want to uh, make sure you check them. Well, I say thank you to those uh, people who we remember on Memorial Day, the, the men and women of our military who died to keep us safe. We appreciate you very much. And it's also the start of summer, so everybody be careful out there and uh, take care and join us next week for AutoCorrect. Thank you, Jay White. Thank you, Java Chapman. Thank you, Coach Charlie, for being on the show today. Well, great. You have a great Memorial Day. All right. I'm Liz Gillen. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.